You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Tuesday, May 10th, and you are listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in as we continue our look at some of the programs in the top 10 for the composite team recruiting rankings. Today, we're going to discuss the Tennessee Volunteers. And to do so, we're going to bring in Ryan Callahan. He covers everything Tennessee over at Go Vols 24-7. Ryan, how are we doing? Hey, doing well. How are you, Blair? Doing really well. Uh, We are... I think right now in in that really busy period that we missed over the last couple of years, right? Due to the restrictions, due to travel, due to kind of that COVID season where visits were not allowed. And and it's really fun, I think, right now to analyze everything that's happening in the in the world of college football recruiting, prospects hitting the road to check out some of their options. And it's been hard to maybe find a program that has been as busy as, as Tennessee over the last what month and a half or so. And I think the 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 way I want to start the discussion is is to bring up Nico Iamaleava. I think everyone knows by now he's committed to Tennessee, the five-star quarterback from the state of California, and has become in a way a national name, a national sensation. And it's it's transcending, I think, the world of recruiting. I was at a tournament, Ryan, this past weekend in Salt Lake City, and I would I was seeing players rolling up in their pajama pants. And I'm sure you've, you've heard this story, right, where he kind of started oh, yeah. this trend of rolling out of bed, putting on his pajama pants just to go play a seven on seven tournament. And he's become a, an icon of sorts. Now, what I wanted to discuss with you is how much has Tennessee recruiting changed since Iamaleava came off the board to the volunteers. Yeah, quite a bit. And, and just to follow up on that, he, he's already uh, got his own line of pajama pants in the works uh, that he's going to uh, to be kind of, uh, I guess, spearheading that as part of his NIL ventures uh, as he as he moves on to the to the college level. So that's that's kind of become his trademark. Uh, you're right, and, and has, has kind of inspired other players to to, to to go the same direction. But yeah, he is uh, he is definitely changing and has has already changed Tennessee's recruiting quite a bit for the 2023 cycle uh, just just generated a lot more buzz around a program that if you go back 15, 16 months, just didn't have a lot of buzz uh, around it at, at all. Uh, at the time of Josh Heupel's hiring, they, they went through the the, the, the whole mess with, with uh, the end of Jeremy Pruitt's tenure and uh, and, and got past uh, all, all the things that were kind of weighing them down for a little while and now uh, are, are, as you said, in the top 10 and, and in the in the mix for some other highly ranked guys. They've gotten uh, some some pretty good players on campus and, and some of those because uh, of, of the impact of, of Nico's uh, commitment. And I think they uh, are, are already in the mix for some other guys that they weren't in the running uh, running for previously. Uh, one of those names that's kind of come up recently, uh, Francis Maui Goa, a five-star offensive lineman now at IMG Academy in Florida, and, and, and a guy that we're hearing is going to probably visit Tennessee within the next month or two uh, if everything works out. So guys like that coming up on the radar, that just shows you the impact of getting a five-star quarterback and, and all the connections he has too, because he personally knows some guys all across the country from playing in seven on seven and just the, the way guys network these days. He's got one of those personalities that is able to to get a foot in the door for Tennessee and maybe convince some guys to at least give Tennessee a look that, that previously wouldn't have. Yeah, Francis Maui Goa, the five-star offensive lineman. You mentioned it 
in Florida right now, originally from American Samoa, played his first high school season out in the state of California. And I have heard, and, and I think Greg Biggins uh, was touching on this recently, is that Yamaleava went out to the state of Hawaii to have some discussions with some powers, some people connected with Francis Maui Goa to potentially get him to join the volunteers class. So he, he's not only discussing things with other recruits, but I think he's putting kind of some of that action out there for himself. I think he is being very very, very resourceful and being active in terms of making sure that he's securing some interest in, in other prospects. And he doesn't want to be the only guy that makes that move. And to call Knoxville home for the next three, four years, I think he understands the power that he has right now with that name power, with the brand, with the buzz that he's built around that program. And I'm really curious to see what the next few months look like for Tennessee, because we're going into the tail end of the spring evaluation period, which runs through the the middle of June. So we're about a month away from kind of a dead period uh, after the official visits, um, everything that happens heading into the summer when every focus then shifts to preparing for the college football season. I think this is going to be a mad dash, not only for that staff, for Coach Heupel and, and the rest of of, every, of that coaching staff in the room, but I think it's 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 understandable now that they, they have to really make a strong push for a lot of prospects here in the next few weeks before they shift their focus to getting some results on the field. They do. And and the thing that, that's good for them, I think, at this point is they have put themselves in pretty good position with a number of important targets. And they they at least have a real shot at, at landing some of these guys by this summer if things go their way. So they're they're already heavily in the mix for some guys like, you know, Carnell Tate, the five star wide receiver, also at IMG Academy in Florida originally from the Chicago area. You know, he's been to Tennessee three times since late November. That's that's a battle that we expect to to maybe wrap up this summer. And Tennessee is probably as well positioned as anyone in that one right now. Another guy that Nico Iamaliava is, is very heavily involved in recruiting and, and obviously wants receivers to go with him to Tennessee, you know, wants offensive linemen to go with him. I think those two have been kind of his main focus, but he's talking to guys uh, all over the field. And uh, and yeah, that some guys they were involved with before, uh, even before they were involved with Nico, such as five uh, star defensive lineman Vic Burley, you know, still one of the top contenders for him. And they've already got some pretty highly ranked players in this class. Uh, back in December, got a commitment from Ethan Davis, four-star tight end from the Atlanta area. That's a top 100 player or so nationally. Uh, and, and so they've got four four-stars already in this class. Just last month, got Caleb Herring, the number one player from Tennessee in the class, and, and now have a handful of in-state commitments. So uh, this class is built nicely, nine commitments. That's a big number for Tennessee already. And if, if the momentum continues to build with guys like Carnell Tate with some of those other guys who are working towards summer decisions, you could see Tennessee fill a, a number of its remaining spots by the end of July if things keep going at this rate. So they've gotten off to a nice start, and now it's time to see which of these guys that they've positioned themselves well with they can kind of finish the deal with in the next couple months. Tennessee right now, as we record this, ranks number seven nationally in the composite team recruiting rankings. And of the five prospects that are ranked below Nico Iamaleava in that class, the next five in that list, four of them came after the uh, the announcement by Iamaleava to commit to the ball. So we're going to continue our discussion and look at Tennessee recruiting. After the break, you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Ryan Callahan. He does it all over at Go Vols 24-7, covering Tennessee football and recruiting. And Ryan, this is, a, I think, a really exciting time for Tennessee, not only because of what they're doing on the recruiting trail, right? I think they're in a lot of battles that maybe... The, the fan base isn't accustomed to being in around this time of year, heading into the summer. I think there's some buzz with what they were able to accomplish on the field and showing some flashes of what Hypo was able to do when he was at UCF with kind of an exciting brand of, of football, putting up points. And that's, you know, major reason why Nicholas Yamaleava decided to to join that that program. As we head into the the summer, is there anything that you're going to be looking for? Is there anything in particular that you maybe have your eye on to to you know maybe figure out the direction of of this recruiting effort and and kind of how this program is is trending in a trajectory standpoint. Yeah, I, th- I think there there's still several things about this class. You know, mentioned that they already have nine commitments, but it's uh, you know still still some important positions they really need to address, and they've they've had trouble dress- addressing a couple of positions in particular that I think will be fascinating to watch the rest of this uh, this recruiting cycle. Cornerback has been a a really tricky position for Tennessee to address. They've come up short there the past two or three classes. Uh, you know they're they're in on some guys at that position they like quite a bit. I think Christian Conyer out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, is one of the, the top guys on their board. That's kind of a Tennessee Kentucky battle. Uh, so I, I think that one's shaping up well for Tennessee. But you know they're battling Clemson for Brandon Strozier out of the Atlanta area. Um, guys like that, they, they need to win some of those battles at cornerback. That's that's a position they've just kind of had to go to the transfer portal and uh, and, and just kind of deal with the numbers they have there. Uh, and they're really shorthanded there during spring practice. So they need to build some depth there in this class, in the secondary overall, for that matter, trying to, to address the safety position as well. Uh, and off to a good start there with Sylvester Smith and, and, and Jack Luttrell uh, already committed. So uh, need, need to continue to address the secondary. And then the defensive line, I think that's the other one where they maybe not, not won quite as many battles. Not, not landed quite the numbers they want at that position in the past few years. So, so need to kind of start restocking the cupboard a little bit with some some upgraded quality as well. Uh, and, and Rodney Garner, obviously, uh, being one of the most established recruiters on Tennessee staff, longtime defensive line coach in the SEC, I think has always given Tennessee fans a lot of hope that he's going to be able to, to win some big, big battles. They got Tyree West, a four-star out of Georgia, uh, late in the 2022 cycle. We'll see if they can get more guys like that this year. So that's one position that still uh, remains a, a little bit more of a question mark you know can can the nico effect so to speak help on the defensive side of the ball and help with you know even guys like vic burley that i mentioned earlier uh some other guys they're recruiting in, in in multiple states throughout the southeast that who, who can they get on campus and who will they get there to as you said the offense is there uh they're going to have that under josh heupel i think at least that's the belief now what can they get as far as difference makers on the defensive side of the ball to go along with guys like caleb herring the the edge rusher from in state uh who, who's kind of uh w- one of the other big names in this class right now 
off to a good start, but got to continue to build the defensive class around what they already have. Yeah, and and we've been looking ahead quite a bit here. Obviously, looking at twenty three and 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 the impact that Nico Iamaliava could have in, in the recruiting efforts. But before we go, let's take a look back at what just happened recently uh, with Tennessee landing former five star wide receiver Brew McCoy, the transfer from USC. Talk about names that were recognizable or became household names in the recruiting world. Brew McCoy famously was the the player that transferred uh, from Texas back to USC um, and, and kind of had been flip-flopping between those two programs. Well, now it's turning his jersey in for a different shade uh, of orange. What can you tell us uh, about Brew McCoy and, and you know his integration into that Tennessee program and what we could come to expect from the former five-star uh, this coming fall? Well, yeah, it's an exciting addition for Tennessee because I, I think they they know they're getting some some impressive potential in a guy like Brew McCoy. But uh, but he is he is still sort of a wild card in a lot of ways just because he hasn't really done it uh, at, at least as a full time starter at the college level. Has really one year of a track record to go by, and that was back in 2020 when he was part of a pretty talented USC receiving core and had you know 200 plus yards on 21 catches while playing sort of a, a rotational role. So. Now he gets his chance. He's got every opportunity to step in at Tennessee and be quite possibly a starter opposite Cedric Tillman, the, the Tennessee's leading receiver from last year that had more than a thousand yards. Uh, if, if he's every bit as good as, as everyone thinks Brew McCoy uh, is and, and always has thought he could be, um, this is a big time pickup for Tennessee that might take their offense to another level. They've got Hendon Hooker back uh, for one more year at quarterback. So uh, they, they should have a nice core on offense to build around. And now Brew McCoy gives you some exciting potential uh, to, to distract defenses from, from just kind of focusing on Cedric Tillman. And uh, they've, they've still been uh, looking for, for additional help on offense in the transfer portal. So it will be interesting to see what else they can add to go along with them. But Brew McCoy definitely alone um, gives this offense some additional potential they didn't have. And uh, he's a fascinating wild card for this team. If that one works out well, and and he's got three years of eligibility left, so it might not be just a one-year move for him. But um, if he does work out for this year, uh, it, it could make Tennessee pretty tough to stop offensively. And that was an offense that already put up quite a few points last year. I'm a California guy, Ryan, and and I saw Brew McCoy a number of times in high school. And if he could ever fulfill some of that upside or the potential that we saw out of him as a recruit, uh, obviously he went through some issues at USC and had the transfer from Texas. But if he could ever kind of come close to to reaching that potential, I, I can assure you that I think Tennessee is going to get a playmaker and a, and a major difference maker uh, within that program. Ryan Callahan, recruiting editor at GoalVols247.com. You could follow him on Twitter at Ryan. Callahan 247. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. For Ryan Callahan and our producer, Lance Clay, and I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.